Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, so all the stuff I said yesterday about the full moon and <laughs> the eclipse, no, that happened today. It didn't happen yesterday. I was one day off. This time I was a day early rather than a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. I I just, I blipped out. Maybe that was part of, part of the energy coming, I guess. So all the stuff I said we were feeling yesterday is stuff we would have been feeling today. So maybe you noticed it. And maybe the reading that I did, the tarot reading, is what you needed to know that you were going to start thinking or feeling or maybe planning today instead of yesterday. But, you know, this is a time of Mercury retrograde, as you know. And during Mercury retrograde, we do have a tendency to get our information mixed up and communication goes awry. So I guess in some ways I was perfectly uh, on track by being off the tracks or off the rails. <laughs> I I don't know. I can't believe I did that though. Usually I am more on top of things, maybe as a result of the nine hour bus ride, quite possibly. And the gulpy <laughs> the gulpe incident. But hopefully we're back on track. I and the reason I I the only way that I caught this was when doing research for tonight's show and I went on disclosure.it to check the Schumann resonance. It says tonight there will be a partial lunar eclipse. I'm like, Oh my God, two in a row. (laughs) Of course not. There's not going to be two in a row. Um, duh. It was actually today, not yesterday. Oh, and as soon as I said those words, sharp shooting sound in my right ear just now. Uh, it's starting to go away. That was a lovely tonight. That was a tune. Okay, it's my gar- holy guardian angel. I'm doing my muscle testing. I'm using my fingers to test. Um, somebody wrote me and asked me, how do you test? I do have an episode on that. If you go to your favorite podcast player, look up the words muscle testing You could probably do a Google search for metaphysical soul speak muscle testing. That should probably bring you right to that episode on a wide variety of players. But if you listen on your favorite podcast, there might be a little search tool. Hopefully there is. Some of them have it. Some of them don't. But 
what I do is I put my middle finger over my index finger and I have trained my body to know that if I cannot move my index finger down with my middle finger, that means yes. And if I can't easily move it, that means no. And if it's kind of flexible-ish in either direction, like it's not quite a yes, not quite a no, kind of mushy, then that's a definite maybe. (laughs) Uh, I don't get a lot of maybes. And if I do, I reward the question to only be a yes or no. And I don't ask complicated questions when it comes to muscle testing. So if I hold my hand up and I put my middle finger on top of my index finger and I say, all right, uh, body, do you need a Benadryl right now? And I get a no because I could easily push the index finger down. Another way to do muscle testing is to put your arm stretched out, your uh, left arm stretched out, and you ask the universe or your body a question and have a friend try to push your arm down and you see if your arm goes down or not in relation to the question. You could also stand on the balls of your feet and ask a question. If you lean forward, the answer is yes. If you lean backwards, the answer is no. But you don't force yourself to lean either direction. You just kind of make your mind a blank, ask a question, and see which way you you go. So I'm probably going to have, I'm I'm probably going to reread Letter to Robin. It'll be the third time that I've read it. And I might do another further future episode on pendulum dowsing and all the different things that you can do with it because it's a very fascinating topic and it's a very useful tool. So hopefully that answers your question. If you are just tuning in to Metaphysical Soul Speak and you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. I have had several new uh, people tune in lately and I wanted to say thank you, first of all, for being my listener. And second of all, just a little bit about the, the format of the show. I, in the first half, sometimes it's an introduction. If it runs over 20 minutes, I call it a half. Um, sometimes the beginning part has a lot of information, you know, that may or may not be relevant to you or might be relevant to someone you know. And a lot of times it's news or earth changes or quick thoughts or slightly lengthy discussions on things that are coming up for people. And I get my information based on my friends who write me every day or my listeners who write me every now and again. Sometimes people on Twitter will write and ask me a question or two. Um, And a lot of times I just, I also listen to other um, thought leaders in the new age community online um, a lot of newsletters I receive in the email as well as YouTube channels that I subscribe to such as occasionally I listen to Aluna Ash um, Paul Butler reads a lot of things from a lot of different people so sometimes I tune into him sometimes he has his own stuff but pretty rare um, lately I think he has more of his own stuff metaphysical Mike has some good thoughts sometimes Uh, Why So Serious 2, that's another channel. Um, She said some things lately that I don't know are really real or not. I I don't think all of her stuff is 100% uh, real from my experience, but everyone has a different experience, and 
She has a different take on some things, but for the most part, she's right on. Lisa Transcendence Brown, I think, is as far as the transcendence, the ascending uh, portion of humanity, she's got it down pat. She's way ahead of us. She's already up there, like way up there. And she's been up there for a long time. She's one of the first people to come to the realization that humanity is ascending. Shri and Kira, I listen to them too. Shri and Kira Official is their channel. Ralph Smart, another one. Victor Odo and Aaron Doherty, two more that I listen to. And occasionally Amber White on the Ascension Journals. And that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, the rest of the channels um, either parrot or mimic what other people are doing or literally just play other people's stuff and make their money off of playing other people's stuff. In 5D, by the way, Greg Prescott, he's excellent. He has amazing insights. He's never said anything that I went, I don't think so. Um, I've been studying metaphysics for 33 years of my life. Plus, probably longer than that, actually. I've been a member of two mystery schools, and I've studied both both the Eastern and the Western path. I have been telepathing my whole life with uh, ancestors, grandfathers, spiritual masters, and animals. I am a shaman. I am a Hayoka lightning shaman. If you want to know more about that, I do have an episode again on that. You can do a search. Heyoka is spelled H-E-Y-O-K-A. A Heyoka is somebody who laughs and jokes around a lot. Someone who tries to shake you up in your world. If something upsets you that I say, and if I trigger you in um, a, a negative fashion, I'm not trying to, but if it triggers you, that means it's something you need to look at. That's just kind of one of my shamanic methods <laughs> about how I how I go about things. So if I laugh and joke about something sexual and you have sexual hangups and that irks you, that's because it's something you need to heal. For example, I laugh and joke about things that seem inappropriate or rude or immature only to get you to look at your own values and revalue, reevaluate, you know, just see if you, uh, can look at things in a different way. If I could get you guys to get outside of the box and look at yourself in a different and new light, then healing can occur and you can more rapidly ascend. All of humanity is in a process of ascension. I believe thoroughly that this is the truth. I've been spending most of my days lately in the fifth, if not the seventh dimension. I've had my mind stuck in the ninth dimension a lot lately. Um, it's just when we vibe so high, our vibrations of our physical body go up so, so high that we are literally in a different dimension. The Schumann resonance gives us a clue as to where we're at, or maybe it's just giving us a boost when we are being bombarded by energies and plasmas that I cannot personally see with my mind's eye sometimes, yes. Why So Serious 2 is one of those people with quantum vision. Two or three people now have quantum vision that are on YouTube out of the people that I mentioned. Sometimes I could see the uh, energies coming in into the sky and I report on those too. I know lately we've had pink 
kind of a peachy pink color as well as a purple color and I'm still seeing that cobalt blue. I have, uh, I think it's wildflowers.dream is the woman who sends me uh, messages on Instagram about cobalt blue skies. Her pictures are worthwhile. Look at, look at them. You will not believe it. Eventually, I'm going to add her pictures as well as other pictures onto my soulspeakradio.com channel. Haven't had time because I am a resident of Ecuador and it's taken me 21 months to get my legal documentation that states I am a legal resident of Ecuador. So I am an American um, from North America, the United States. And I grew up in California and Minnesota. I've lived in Michigan for a while, but I have been out of the country for many years now, about three or four years now. And, um, you know, since 2012, I've been out of the country five years. So that's a little bit more about me and my story in the event that you are new Um, degrees I hold, um, I have a degree in certified clinical hypnotherapy, which means I am a professional, uh, hypnotherapist and I have been, oh goodness gracious, 22, 23 years now, maybe 25 years. (laughs) I have to look at a calendar, (laughs) but it was 1996 that I started the school. So I graduated in 1997. So yeah, 22 years I've been a certified clinical hypnotherapist. I'm also an ordained minister and a doctor of divinity. I am not a Christian though. I'm actually a Muslim. Uh, I converted in 2012, but I am non-practicing at the moment um, because I am more a metaphysician more spiritual than religious. Don't believe in organized religion. I think it's gotten humanity in a whole world of trouble. (laughs) Literally. We are no longer vibrating at the level of the third dimension. Most of us are in the fifth dimension. About a third of humanity are stuck in the 3D world, and that is why they are still fighting and living in the world of duality and focused on linear time. If you start focusing on love and creativity, you will get there just so much more rapidly. If you're listening to this message and we're now 14 minutes in, you're still listening to this message, pretty much chances are you two are in the fifth dimension. So that's just kind of a quick rundown. Um, There's other things I do. I've started a healing Reiki grid around the planet with other probably thousands of other light workers that I don't know. Uh, Lisa Transcendence Brown mentioned the same grid, so I know she was part of the people that worked on it. My higher guidance told me to go ahead and do that. I turned my life over to the one will, God creator, prime creator. Mm, let's see, it was 19, no, 2007. And ever since then, my life has been crazy, <laughs> a little bit rocky, a lot strange. I um, have been through a lot. If you listen to my show and go to back issues, you can hear everything. Back episodes, you'll hear pretty much my story. But I've been traveling around and my shaman <laughs> nature has come out more and more. 
as I've traveled more and more and as my higher guidance gives me more and more instructions. So I'm here to help humanity with the ascension, here to help you guys with your emotional stuff, your physical stuff, your mental and spiritual stuff, and we're all all on a journey together. I am here because I want to serve humanity through this podcast and maybe teach you a little something you didn't know yesterday. (laughs) Today, we will go over something you didn't know yesterday. That's what I mean. Anyway, um, I do my best. I'm going through the ascension, same as you. Sometimes I lose my words or I lose an idea or I'll say somebody's name like last week I said Michio Kaku when I meant Masaru Emoto <laughs> sometimes I just blip out and say the wrong thing but I'm going through the ascension symptoms the same as you speaking of which I started a thing a few weeks ago maybe a couple months now called the ascension symptoms scale when we hit a hundred on that we don't need it anymore because we're already fully anchored well into the fifth dimension So usually we are between 90, well, yesterday was 93, between 93 and 100. And that's just pretty much where we're at. What's where we've been at since I started this scale. We've never been below 90. So today we're at 97 on the Ascension Symptoms Scale. We came up from yesterday, but we're still not at 99. So you're probably feeling a little bit of hot flashes uh, moments where you're super tired and you just feel like sleeping other moments where you have tons of energy you might look at yourself in the mirror and your skin might appear a pale blue or a yellow or a pink or just super white out of nowhere and a couple hours later you look like a whole different person your eyes might be changing colors I've noticed that's a new one that's a fun one um, you know I took a picture of myself the other day my friend said I want to see a picture of you okay good Snapped a selfie and my eyes were almost completely black, like an alien's eyes. <laughs> As one's been happening to me for years, I don't know what it means. Bad, crappy camera or or something else, I don't know. It's pretty creepy though. I've been talking to my children and they said that my eyes turned completely black and then and then back to a human's eyes again. So I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know if an alien's trying to, you know, an ET is trying to speak through me or not, but I do channel beings, including sometimes beings that are from other worlds through telepathy. Never am I a direct channel, only an indirect one by telepathy. I don't allow beings to take over my body. You know, not only am I a Virgo and have a thing about that, I just... I don't have a great deal of trust <laughs> as far as turning over the one and only body that I am always consciously aware of inhabiting, even though I'm aware that I am inhabiting other bodies on other planets right now. And I haven't met one of my husbands. He and I are married on another planet right now with shards of our soul. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how else I... Know it other than it's just a direct and weird experience. So I just had to mention those things. Every now and again, I'll, I'll mention things from time to time. So if you're new, that kind of catches you up for the most part. Um, I'm also a Reiki master healer. If you want to connect to the healing grid, they'll heal you forever. That I always give my energy, my energy into 100% of the time. Just say... 
I need to be connected to the healing grid or just ask for higher guidance for healing or to connect to the grid and it's all good. You're there and you'll get that healing forever and forever. Amen. So yeah, 97 on the sentence symptom scale. It's, I mean, I'm burning up right now. Hot flashes is a part of it. The more I talk about the ascension, the more I feel the symptoms of it. <laughs> so it's pretty weird. Schumann residents today, uh, they only had an evening report and it was pretty mild and mellow today. They basically said today we can say that it was a calm day. The amplitude went close to 10 hertz from 9 to 14 UTC and then dropped. And then tonight there will be a partial lunar eclipse. Now keep in mind we are also in the Mercury retrograde. So not only are we having a full moon right now, Mercury retrograde, and the full moon's in Capricorn like I mentioned yesterday, <laughs> thinking it was yesterday, why? That's part of it, being forgetful, not quite being 100% aware. That's part of the Mercury retrograde as well as the ascension. So it's kind of like a double whammy right now. Feeling a lot more serious about your life is what is the Capricorn, it's what the Capricorn energy is bringing to the table right now. So I tend to want to always raise our vibrations. So every now and again, I'm going to ask you to take a deep breath and drain your emotional and mental and physical bodies of any excess junk you've collected during the day. So let's go ahead and do that now. Going to do that a third time. Now that you have drained all of that negative energy down into the earth where it's been instantly healed and transformed, you can take a fourth breath now to fill yourself up with white light, which can include rainbow energy colors or a golden light, whatever you feel more comfortable with. All right. Yay, that's better. I feel you guys. I feel you in the future feeling better. That's just awesome. All right. I think we are on lesson 38 today. So we're going to go and see. I'm just queuing that up. All right. Um, woohoo. This is a good one. Ooh. I said woohoo and it said 22, 22. <laughs> I love the synchronicities. Yeah, by the way, lots of synchronicities. It is um, always good to see the twos, the 22s. 222, I started this at 1233, a lot of 33s lately. Oh, and before we get into A Course in Miracles, I came across the suicide hotline number like five times today and from like two or three different random articles I looked up online that had nothing to do with each other. So this was weird. I thought that I might want to mention that if you or a loved one loved one is feeling suicidal or depressed, 
It is, uh, oh goodness. I had it memorized, Dagnabbit. So I'm going to look it up right now before I forget. Because this is like super important. First of all, don't do it. Whatever you're going through, you're going to get through really, really quickly. Now, I don't know what your, uh, in your country, if you're not from the United States, if there is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, you can call the one in the United States even, but I don't, uh, I don't know if, if you have one in your own country. If you need to talk to someone and you're from a country where they don't have this, you can even just private message me, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. I'll try to talk you off the ledge and calm you down and tell you the reasons why you should um, not do it. But here's the number in the event that you do need it ever. Write it down. Even if you don't need it, maybe somebody you know or love does. And so I've been guided to give you guys this message tonight. 1-800-273-8255. Again, this is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273-8255. I think you could also chat online if you're from another country at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Um, I think it's 20, they're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's also several apps in which people would be able to and willing to talk to you. Um, there's even robot apps that have helped me through some pretty hard times. Um, you know, artificial intelligent type robot apps that are pre-programmed. But some of the information is actually really good. And it's like helped me through a jam a few months back, about six months ago. So um, maybe it's longer. Maybe it's like around Christmas time, but seven, eight months ago. There's some things I was confused about, and I'm like, I want to see what this is, if this works or not, before I recommend it to anyone. And it actually helps. So, um, anyway, I don't know who needs to hear that, but you know who you are, and so does God. And God wanted you to know it's not, not a good time to want to kill yourself, especially when the best is yet to come. We're in the fifth dimension. We're going through some hard crap still. We're at the very tail end of it, though. You're almost through the woods. So everything's going to be okay. And just just hang in there. Just hang in there. I don't know, like four or five celebrities have killed themselves already in this year. And it's been really kind of a bad year for it. So I just thought I'd mention it. It's weird that I, even when I come across a number like that or something like that, I feel like, mm, I better, I, I better pass it along. All right. Okay. So now I'm going to read to you. A Course in Miracles has a very high vibration. I'm not going to read the whole lesson, just part of the lesson. If you are so inclined, go and start the lessons yourself. I, I trust that. Uh, you've heard of it. If not, it's ACIM.org to go listen or you can listen to the lessons or you can just read them, but it's absolutely free 100% and there's a million apps out there 
that also give the lessons out free. All right, lesson 38 today is there is nothing my holiness cannot do. There is nothing my holiness cannot do. Your holiness reverses all the laws of the world. It is beyond every restriction of time, space, distance, and limits of any kind. Your holiness is totally unlimited in its power because it establishes you as a son of God at one with the mind of his creator. So later, you know, you have to read through the whole lesson to get to this part, but it does say in the situation involving blank in which I see myself, there is nothing that my holiness cannot do. In this situation involving blank, in which blank sees himself, there's nothing my holiness cannot do. So you can add one of your own personal situations there. So for me, all right, I need to make money for my future. So I'm going to say in this situation involving supporting myself financially, in which I see myself, there is nothing my holiness cannot do. And so if I'm going to talk to something about someone else in the situation involving my ability to support myself in which my son who wants me to support him going to university sees himself, there's nothing my holiness cannot do. So that might be an example for, you know, so There's nothing my holiness cannot do because the power of God lies in it. All right. I don't know if you feel the high vibration of these words, but I certainly do. And it brings me a great deal of comfort. I've noticed a lot of people are falling into what I like to call the uh, false ascension matrix, or they're just stuck in the 3D thinking they're rising up when they're still stuck in 3D linear thinking. A lot of people that I were, I was listening to, um, I've had to stop and unsubscribe from them because they just, just started talking gibberish or nonsense, or they went backwards or they, um, just a hundred percent don't get it. They don't, they understand that time is not money. Time is art. (laughs) Time is creativity. We are at a manifester, master manifester level. We have to recognize it, claim this throne of power. (laughs) The seat of our power is our own creativity. And that brings me to tonight's topic. We are still for this Tuesday doing Tarot Tuesdays. And that, what we're doing with that is I'm going over the meanings, the deeper esoteric meanings of the Holy Tarot cards, Major Arcana. Tonight we're going to go through four cards, 8, 9, 10, and 11. 8 and 11 tend to be reversed in some decks, so it's kind of appropriate to do this. 
And, well, right after these messages, we're going to start with a card, tarot card of the Major Arcana called Strength. Right after this. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. Alright guys, we are back. You know, the break, I started to give you guys a little bit longer break, like a two minute break, so that it gives you time to run to the bathroom, pour yourself a cup of hot tea, um, whatever you need to do. I don't know what you need to do. <laughs> Text your best friends going, hey, hey, it's on. Okay, no, it's always on. <laughs> you could always listen to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. Because this is forever available, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to each and every episode for free, anytime. The biggest thing I ask, though, is please always play out the commercials, because that's how I get paid. Um, (laughs) This is a labor of love. I'm making a dollar a day, and I'm working about six hours a day. Doing the research, doing the meditation, doing all of the legwork, and then bringing the show, editing, publishing, producing, and ultimately marketing it too. I'm kind of a one-woman band over here. I'm a single mom (laughs) doing my best. And so if you just please let the one commercial about Spotify play out, that helps me tremendously. And most of you do. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. I really really appreciate it. All right, here I got my jasmine tea. I love jasmine tea. All right, I have one packet left. That means I have to go buy more. (laughs) All right, we are in the tarot of, we're looking at the tarot of Paul Foster case. I mentioned last week that Paul Foster case was, I can't remember where he was at somehow, He was in the uh, Order of the Golden Dawn with Aleister Crowley. They were friends, but he started to think that Aleister Crowley got a little, I don't know, drunk with power, maybe a little dark in nature. Possibly it was related to, he probably picked up a spirit attachment or two when he was um, addicted to heroin that he started taking for asthma. Um... Back in the day, the doctors didn't know that it was seriously addictive. And, I mean, there's a lot of things better for asthma than heroin, like anise essential oil. But, you know, they just did their best. You know, doctors are always practicing. I don't let them practice on me very often. <laughs> so that's, being, that's why it's uh, called a medical practice, not a medical perfect. So... <laughs> 
anyway, uh, Paul Foster Case made his own deck of cards. He thoroughly believed that we need to color our own decks in order to get it, understand on deep, 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 profound metaphysical and esoteric levels, you know, to really, truly get it. And if you color the cards darker, that's your personality. You know, if you call it color lighter, that's your personality, you know, so however you color it, that's like becomes a part of you. So he didn't really release a colored deck, only a deck with all the line drawings. And then you have to color them yourself. After his death, the school, Builders of the Adidam, B-O-T-A dot org, actually did put a book out on the cards and the way that they should look when they're colored, more or less. You know, of course, you have to add your own personal flair to it. And that is it's pretty much what it is about. Uh, he did not condone the use of tarot for divination. Uh, if you do it correctly, I think it's all right. You shouldn't rely heavily on the tarot to make your every decision for you. You shouldn't weigh out all of your heavy, heavy decisions on only a deck of cards. You know, you should rely on your own self, your own intuition and prayer and practicality. I'm a Virgo after all. So, um, when I get into this more and more, you'll learn about the esoteric meanings, but also what they mean in case you do want to use them for divination or you want to read cards for somebody for a living or for people for a living. It's, it's not a bad thing to do. It's just that make sure that everybody understands this isn't the end all be all final say in all decisions, obviously. (laughs) It's just a little bit more uh, input, a little bit more information put into a greater equation. You know, whose answer should be the sum of the parts versus only the part of the cards. So if you want to know about my reading style, you can listen to last night's show. I did a reading of eight questions and I explain how I pretty much interpret, you know, I know the basic interpretations of the cards, but my intuition as well as telepathing with the one will is how I read my cards. And by the way, there is some information in the description of the show, in the written portion <laughs> of the show, in case you do want to get a tarot card reading from me. It will be personalized. I will not play it on the air, but I will speak to you what it is and send you a recording that you can listen to again and again. I'll even put music in the background, make it kind of fun. And I'll take handwritten notes, which I'll take a picture of and send to you as well as um, sending you pictures of the actual cards I draw, obviously. So that's $55 right now. Um, But it takes me about an hour to an hour and a half to read the cards and all the stuff you get. It's worth it. Trust me, because there's always follow up questions and then I'll answer those as well. All right. 
Getting right into it with card number eight, strength. Oh, you guys, I love this card. I love this card so much. Now, as you recall, in the Fool card and the Chariot, Chariot is a little bit more orangey-yellow background for the sky, but the Fool card is a yellow in the background, as well as the Empress that and the Magician. And that is because these cards represent heaven, the golden light from where the gold, the golden light of the golden sun comes from. If these cards were representative of earth, of course the sky would be blue because our sky is blue. So it wasn't that the manufacturer of the cards were lazy and they just put a yellow background. It, there's an esoteric meaning behind it. And it is that the golden light is permeating it's like a radiating beauty and warmth from the love of the creator for us. So that's the number one thing you're going to notice about the card strength. Now, the image itself is very interesting. Okay, there is a woman and she is dressed in a white robe, which symbolizes innocence and purity. The direct, pure love from God, again, is reflected in her robe in the innocence that she holds and actually I say she but this is a very gender neutral figure this could be a man or a woman or a combination of both it might be a representation of all of humanity or the individual who is asking the question it could be you if this is a reading that you're you know reading about yourself so basically above her head it looks like a crown in in you know but when you look a little closer you're going to see it's not a crown at all it is a figure 8 hovering a white figure 8 hovering over her head his head their head the figure 8 is white which also is purity and innocence for infinity. It's an extremely high vibration. And what is a figure eight when turned up, up and down? It's an eight. So it's the number eight kind of represented in a, in a different form. In some decks, the strength card is 11 and justice is eight. I don't know why it doesn't make sense. The scales of justice are things that are to be balanced and that means karma. So we're going to go over that in a minute, but the one and the one side by side is more balanced and than an eight, even though an eight can be balanced. So I think that Paul Foster case had the correct idea in which strength is the eighth card, not just because I went to his mystery school, but also because it just, to me, makes the most sense. In the very far uh, background, you'll see that there are purple mountains. Again, these are the purple mountain majesty. This is another symbol and sign of heaven. Uh, the seventh dimension from which we normally come, where we usually live. Because 
it is the highest vibration it is the seventh chakra energy that lavender purple now what the woman is doing or man woman person is doing in the card is she is gently and lovingly leaning over a dark red lion and she has her left hand on the jaw the upper jaw of the lion and her right hand is in the lion's mouth now why would someone ever do that what does that mean number one the lion is enormous and the lion is red that represents Mars energy the color of strength vitality vibrancy and physical health as well as sexuality and it is directly related to the kundalini energy that is why the lion is red and it also represents the beast nature of man and she is taming it controlling it in a very gentle beautiful way with her purity and her power of innocence and gentleness she's not forcing the lion she is gently putting her hand in the lion's mouth she trusts her own power she trusts her own strength and she controls her own desires and her own will she is connected with her purity and her innocence and her godhood and that is allowing her to control the physical world around her by controlling her own kundalini and physical power around the lion's head you will see a wreath of roses with the green leaves and green is also represented in the ground they stand on and in the plants behind them in the in the foreground background i'm sorry in the background so basically roses represent desire again with the sexuality the passions that could be physical or about uh, your life like what you want to do with your life career capricorn you know stuff we're dealing with today anyway this lion has golden eyes the same color as the background because in the lion's eyes is reflected the beauty and love of God's creation its tongue is sticking out um what does that mean i forgot let's see um it represents that it is capitulating to a higher authority that raw natural naked power that is absolutely part of all of nature in general but it's allowing itself to easily be controlled by the higher authority its teeth are white 
which are also innocence and purity. Now above her head, and her hair, by the way, is gold and yellow, but very, very pale, almost white, because again, that's reflection of the innocence and purity. Again, has nothing to do with race. And when Paul Foster Case gives the instructions to color the skin tone of every person in every card, you have to use white and black and red and yellow and brown to come up with a perfect skin tone. That represents all races into one because even though this tarot that he created is a book of your life and your personality and how you should develop it correctly, it also represents the greater uh, humanity as a whole and we are all equal. That's why we're supposed to use equal amounts of these colors to create the skin. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. He was not 100% a progressive person, but in that way, yes, he was. So that was cool. Above her head, you'll see a wreath, like a laurel wreath, and yet there's still four flowers. Four represents Mars and the Emperor. Red, again, Mars and the Emperor. And again, with the red lion. So it's all related. All right, so... Let's see here. The next card. I just lost the page. <laughs> so the next card is. When I get to it, Dagnabbit. <laughs> I love this card so much. It's one of my cards. This is kind of. Kind of um, one that I relate to. For the most part. All right. This card is called the Hermit card nine. <laughs> the hat for the Hermit, if you look very closely, is the Hebrew letter Yod. Y-O-D. Yod. It symbolizes the open hand of God. God gives to us with an open hand anything and everything we need and desire we need but only ask the hermit is standing bowing his head humbly as he holds with his right hand above the world from the top of a mountain he holds a lantern inside the lantern is a star and it is shining in every direction and there are like reflections going through the night sky and everything is golden energy and white. So he has captured the light of heaven within and he is showing it to the world without humbly, not saying a word but with his eyes closed, bowing in supplication to the one will and showing the whole world the way to go. The hermit is a way Shower. He shows us, even though we be in the dark, which is why his sky all around him is jet black. He is on top of the mountain in the middle of the night, holding up his light, showing the world his truth. The star inside that he has captured is the star of David, 
that goes back to the house of Solomon. It goes back to the house of David. It is a representation of Jesus. It is a Jewish star. It goes back to, again, the Hebrew um, words, language, everything that has been pretty much the, the, the terror was heavily influenced by not only the Jewish faith, but the Hebrew letters in and of themselves. We may actually have a series on this as well. The Hebrew letters, each of them have a very deep, powerful, esoteric meaning beyond just the letter that they represent. It is an amazing system. So, all right. Um, let's see what else he is standing on a path that is colored gray. That is between the black path of ignorance and the white path of complete knowledge. The path of wisdom is in the middle. Gray is the color of his robes. And that is all, um, meaning wisdom, complete and total wisdom. He holds a staff in his left hand and it is a brown staff meaning that he is still connected to the earth but it's also a symbol for kundalini energy as well but there's no leaves growing off of it it's contained because he has complete and total control over his own kundalini energy he is a spiritual master showing the way for everybody else to come to the top of the mountain to join him he is, I believe, a celibate being. He's also known as the Ancient of Days, which is why he has a white beard, a long white beard and, and white hair. White, again, reflecting the purity of innocence. And it's just pure. It's, it's pure. It's innocence, light of God direct love of God and same thing reflected again in his lamp that is golden and also white. There is one thing that's strange in his robe. Takes a while to figure it out. There is what appears to be, if you look in the folds of his robe, it looks like there is a, uh, a flaccid phallus because he is also celibate. That's also reflected in the blue yode on his hat. His hat that is a blue yode. It looks kind of like a turban until you realize it's a yode. And that is blue, the color of the high priestess robes. So he's not a virgin, but he is celibate as if he is a virgin again because he is controlling his staff, which is in his left hand, which is also um, the con- having the control of the Kundalini energy. So makes you a creator, but also a way shore. Literally, he is a light worker because he's holding the light. And he's working on the mountain to show all of humanity the way up the path. The next one is a very, very interesting card. It's called the Wheel of Fortune. So I'm going to go over that in a minute, but I'm going to look up something real quick 
I'll get right. I'll come right back. All right. I had to quickly look up just to make sure I knew that I knew two of them. Then I forgot the other two in the wheel of fortune card. There are ancient world chemical symbols what they stand for in the Paul Foster case deck and I think the Rider Waite deck and the AE White deck these these symbols stand for mercury, sulfur water and salt and they represent the building blocks of the four elements and of life and the initial power of creation so it's a pretty heavy card (laughs) pretty pretty heavy card so mercury sulfur water and salt i i kind of i had forgotten one was mercury so i kind of so it's just like in the very dead center of the wheel it's like a circle and there's eight spokes coming out and four of the spokes just are normal spokes and four of the spokes have a symbol on them. The top one is mercury. The bottom one is water. And to the right is, I want to say salt, but it might be sulfur. And then the one to the left is salt or sulfur. Now I can't remember. Dagnabbit. <laughs> All right. Um, to the, the very top of the wheel, there is a T to the right. There is an A, to the bottom there is an R, and to the left there is an O, and then again at the top is a T, where you have T-A-R-O-T, tarot. But if you start at the bottom and you spell it going clockwise, that spells rota. That is the Latin word for wheel. If you go backwards and start at the top, well, how do uh, people who read Hebrew texts read? They read backwards compared to English. It's not backwards in, you know, Hebrew, obviously, or in Arabic, which is another uh, language that is read from right to left rather than left to right. So, um... If you read it backwards, it's T-O-R-A, <laughs> Torah, which is the basically the Jewish holy book in Judaism. So there's so many meanings that it's just, it's really important to see kind of how they all fit together. All right. This, uh, the wheel of fortune is pretty much the wheel of the life of man. You have the beasts all the way around. You've got the man, the ascended man, literally ascended man in the upper left-hand corner. In the upper right-hand corner, we have the eagle, which symbolizes the ascended kundalini. At the bottom, we have the lion, which is sheer brute force and strength, as we talked about in the previous card, I mean, two cards ago. And card eight, this is card 10. And then we also have the bull, which is will, iron force of will. So through your strength and your iron force of will, as well as raising your kundalini up, you become an ascended master. The wheel itself 
there is a on top there's a man half man half griffin half like egyptian pharaoh sphinx type character and he has a, a sword in his hand he's not holding it by the hilt of a sword the way someone would he's holding it by the blade that's important to know because he is controlling all of his impetuous nature he is controlling a hundred percent of his um power sword means power also it represents cutting away all of the things that don't concern you any longer he's not using this in anger or in battle he's not even holding it correctly he's holding it by the blade in a gentle fashion because everything has been contained he is the color blue a very deep beautiful cobalt blue and the outside of the card as well the same color cobalt blue relating again to the high priestess being aware of the akashic records knowing what's going on his headdress is blue and i mean black and white stripes going vacillating between ignorance and complete knowledge which you know when those are combined it's gray um all of the the heads of the four figures are coming out of clouds which is related to divine providence as well as the spinning and turning of the rota or the tarot the wheel this is the wheel of fortune the wheel of life in between the words or the letters t a r o you have yod hey wah hey the four hebrew letters that signify the name of god yod hey wah hey or yahweh and it is assumed that no one really knows how to pronounce the real name of god lest we would be yielding to its power now in in the uh left hand side of the wheel you have a yellow golden serpent going down this is representing man going um from an enlightened state or an almost enlightened state and not quite making it and falling back down and then from the bottom you have like a human nubis it's like a human form mixed with the god anubis he's red that just is like sheer vitality and will and through it's through our own power that we raise back up on the correct side of the wheel and when we have completely ascended and we have 100% handle on our power that we wield and we've cut away all of our dross we sit on top of the wheel in an ascended state the sky in the background of this is blue this is a representation of what goes on on earth so pretty interesting right it's like a pretty deep card um in a moment when i'm done telling you what the esoteric meanings are i'm going to go over what these cards mean in a reading okay so i didn't forget i'm just going to wait till the end today all right now the th- the fourth and final card we're going to discuss today is justice this is a young um 
well, androgynous character. He could be a man or woman, male or female. He is actually both combined into one. He is no gender and all genders in one. He has a gray throne that he sits upon, which is related, of course, to the high priestess throne. He is sitting on the seat of complete and total wisdom. He has a sword in his right hand and the scales of justice in his left. Justice is the card 11. One and one are basically they're even, they're equal. The number 11 actually does represent justice, does it not? It is completely and totally balanced. Let's see what else. Uh, he has a towel cross at his neck that's black, but below that is white. And that is related later to the hanged man that we're going to get into. It also might be um, related to the Wheel of Fortune, the T in tarot. The first T, okay, in tarot. Um, Oh, yeah, his robes are bright red. The same strength, sheer force of will and power and strength. But above his chest area, he has a cape of green because he is also creative. He's creative. Justice isn't about sheer force and will. It's about containing it, but also having creativity. Underneath his robes, you could see peeking out are his sleeves of blue related again to the high priestess having the knowledge of what went on before, the knowledge of the scrolls and the Akash, the Akashic records. He has behind him gloriously beautiful cobalt blue. They look like velvet curtains. They're held back by red ties. So it's representation of like recreating earth's sky in the form of curtains, but they're parted open and behind his head directly, you can see the golden light of God and heaven because his justice is not human justice. It's not physical earthly justice, but his justice is shining upon him from the light above he pulls his energy and knowledge and this is reflected he or she is reflected in their hair in the pale gentle yellow in her hair his hair this is uh related directly to god and the ever loving beautiful um just a pure source energy so and above his chest like i said there is that white purity again same thing his feet walk the path of purity that's why he has one foot out 
and that one foot is with a white shoe or a white slipper because he walks in purity. He holds the he holds the um, sword perpendicular to the ground. Kind of completes the square, as Masons would put it. It's at a ninety degree angle, also called a right angle, meaning he always does that which is right. I don't know. I think this card is related also to Archangel Michael. I had a near-death experience where Archangel Michael came to me. He had the sword and the scales the same as he does here in this card. So his crown is shaped kind of like a pomegranate. And let's see. I'm going to try to blow up this picture here. And he has one seed of desire in his head, but it's surrounded by the pure white light of God. But his crown is golden, but also green. And green is, again, creativity. And it's related to being, um, having all of your creations come to fruition or fruit, the fruiting, (laughs) fruit-ition. Fruition. So coming to pass, basically. Let's see here. I know that there's other meanings, like, in this card. There's In all the cards, I'm not giving you 100% of the meanings, but I'm just giving you some very basics. Behind him, in his throne, it's like a draped cloth. So behind the, what would appear to be, like, a cement or gray marble... Behind him, it's like a stretch cloth that's gray and kind of a blue and purple, like the mountains on the Fool card or in the Strength card. That's further representing that he has a very high vibration and his if he's going to reach any ju- um, justice-related decisions, it's going to definitely be based on the high vibration of God. Basically. All right. We're going to go back now and we're going to talk about what do these cards mean when you get them in a reading? If you're reading for somebody else or yourself with the strength card, card eight, what happens is what this can mean is you are learning to come into your own power. You are learning to trust your own strength. And you are learning to control your sheer force of will. You are learning that you are solid in your infinity, that you are a pure spiritual being. You're able to control your desires in a way in which they can now come to fruition. You have the winner's wreath, the laurel wreath around your head. And you have the four leaves that are red above you as well. Not only is that desire, but also it's related to the emperor who is able to control his kingdom and see everything he wanted to see come true because he's able to hold his strength in his own hands. 
eight is double four. Four plus four is eight. The emperor is reflected twice in this card because of that. But you can't have the sheer force of will without the fertileness of the empress. That's why they're standing on that green ground. It's very lush and green. It's nurturing. It's creativity as well as sheer force of strength. And it's all controlled through the power of the will and the light of God. So when you get a strength card in a reading, what it means is you are coming into your own power. You are controlling the situation through your will and your strength. And you are, you are in charge of what you want rather than laying what you want, guide your, um, feet, you know? So you don't just go off half cocked and say, I'm going to go to university without, you know, taking control and actually gain an application and stand in line and using your will to make it happen. You know, um, you can't just go off and be an artist randomly. You have to maybe take some classes, look into it, actually buy the paint, <laughs> you know? So it's like taking control of what you want and then guiding it and also tapping into your deep spirituality. So you get that one. And if you get that in a reading, that's a good sign. It just shows that you're doing what you need to do on a spiritual level and you're able to control your Kundalini and your creativity your creative forces and you're literally making it work for you now. Okay. And if you read for someone else, same thing, that's just apply it to them. The hermit card means that you have come into your own as a spiritual teacher or a meditator. And you're now showing the way to other people. You are an inspiration for other people. When you get this in a tarot card reading, if this is in a position to mean somebody else in a reading, it means that a mentor or a teacher or a guide, whether it's a disincarnate spirit guide or someone in the form of a guru will show up in your life soon or has just shown up in your life, depending on where, if it's in a Celtic cross spread, you know, you'd have to figure out where in the spread it is and why, um, basically. <laughs> basically you have to figure out why it's there. So if it's in the past, then obviously it means that a teacher has recently come into your life and maybe is no longer there, but they were the catalyst for something. So, but the hermit is good. It's a way shower. He's a guide. So it could mean you, or it could mean somebody coming into your life. Um, that's going to be there for you spiritually. Who's going to light the path for you so that you could get on the path of um, going towards your spiritual highest good, yourself as a spiritual being. He is a guide and a way shower, and he is gentle and humble and quiet. So he's not someone out loud and crazy saying, hey, I'm a light worker. You know, he just stands there quietly with his head bowed in supplication to God while holding up his lamp. So it might be someone in your life who by example is teaching you without saying a word could mean that you're the example as well. Just again, just means, you know, you have to apply it to how the question was asked or who the questioner is, where the position of the card lands in the reading. 
you have to use your discernment on that. The next card, Wheel of Fortune, you get this one in a reading. This is a very good card. The Wheel of Fortune means that we that you are about to come into a fortune literally or that anything can happen like wheel of fortune just think like the game show <laughs> you could get on the show and lose everything or you could get on the show and you can win everything it means your fortune is coming your way but it also could mean that your fortune might be passing quickly <laughs> Like sands through the hourglass, so was the wheel of your fortune. <laughs> it can mean anything. It depends, again, on the person, the question asked, if it was reversed or not. I'm not going to go over reverse meanings. I don't usually do reversals but in my readings, but if you do, you can look it up. You know, wheel of fortune usually is a very good sign that you're about to come into money. It could mean anything from an inheritance to a new job. A great investment or savings plan is going to come into place or maybe you're about to get the career of your dreams might mean travel that you're going to travel um, to a land of riches you know it has usually to do with money but not always it could just mean wonderful good fortune you're going to have a lucky life you know good luck coming your way the wheel has turned for you. I have a friend used to say the worm has turned. He's Portuguese. He said it's a, per, a Portuguese saying. Well, the worm has turned. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't know. I think he said that because there's like in the springtime, the worms come out of the ground when it rains and, and they start to turn over. And when the worm has turned, that means your luck is changing. And, and you're going from the winter of your life to the spring of your life. So the wheel of fortune could also mean like the Portuguese saying, the worm has turned. <laughs> could mean that. Really could. Uh, in a reading in which you get justice, a weird one that I've gotten a lot of times when I touch the justice card, when I do a reading for people, for whatever reason, I get people who are getting ready to go into the police academy um, not one of the cards means police anything, but the justice card um, can mean a career in law enforcement or a career, um, you know, becoming a judge. Or it can mean that you're going to have some legal battles ahead of you or you're currently in a legal battle now. So you're going to file a lawsuit or someone's going to file a lawsuit against you. Or something to do with the legal system, the justice system, literally. But also it could be a law enforcement thing. Maybe you want to be a, a, a county sheriff, you know. It could also mean that. Scales of justice could also relate to karma. You are going to have your comeuppance if you've hurt somebody. Or if you're asking a question about someone else in your life, it could be that they're going through a battle or they're having their own comeuppance. They might be the ones that did something wrong and now their karma, their justice, their the scales of justice have been served on them and it's time for them to pay their dues back to <laughs> spiritual society, as it were. Uh, justice 
literally means that it means justice one way or the other. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. It's, uh, also the justice card could also mean, uh, having a better balance in your life, like the scales, you know, everything is weighed evenly. So it might mean that you are 100% in karmic balance right now as well. So again, it has to do with the question being asked, the person asking it, the intuition of the reader, which hopefully will be you in the situation as you're learning how to read the tarot. Um, you'll get better and better at it and you'll understand what it means. And I'm going to go over when I'm done with going over the major arcana meetings, I'm going to have uh, the final night I do. This is going to be about how I read the cards. So once you learn what they all mean, you got to learn, you know, about pretty much how to read the cards in an intuitive way. Ah. Heh. I forgot to turn off the crow, or I thought I did. That's really funny. And then it says 55 degrees in Quaker. There's a 55 again. It's the second or third one tonight. So 55 might have a special meaning to somebody out there. <laughs> five times justice. 11 times 5, 55. <laughs> so, um... That's pretty much it. You know, justice just kind of means anything to do with the law, legal system. You might be be getting a speeding ticket, which is justice if you're speeding. (laughs) You deserve it, right? Uh, I know every time I was speeding and got a ticket, I I deserve the ticket. Last time I happily took it, he goes, do you know you're speeding? I'm all, yes, I love to speed. And he's like, what? You freely admit it? You openly admit it? I'm all, I absolutely openly admit it. I love to speed and so does my car. And no one was on the road but you and me. And I wasn't going to run into you. You were behind me. So, I mean, I knew I was safe. And he's like, oh my God, just don't speed in my jurisdiction. Two miles up, that's not my jurisdiction anymore. I'm all, you got it, babe. And of course, I sped off. And I did sign the ticket Daffy Duck, I think. And when they got... (laughs) And when I um, gave, I don't know, I gave my address or whatever, and he had the ticket sent to me for $200. That's how fast I was speeding. And I sent them, I sent the uh, court a check for $201. And if they cashed that check, what it means is that they've taken a $1 bribe in that jail that the justices served because that judge goes to jail because I was, I committed a crime that was literally a victimless crime, which is illegal to charge anybody with. But that's a whole nother section of the world. We don't really cover that in this, but I know my rights as a citizen. And that was one thing that I I used to do. I used to love to speed and it was like, ah, and I, I wouldn't do it when other people on the road, I wouldn't put other people in harm or danger only when I was alone in the car. (laughs) yeah I was kind of a stinker I guess (laughs) oh well 
I don't have a car anymore. It's probably just as well. I just feel like probably I'm dangerous. <laughs> Maybe I'm a menace to myself and others with a car. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really good driver, but you know, everyone says that until they wreck, right? And thank you, God. Thank you, God. I have never gotten into a wreck. But <laughs> I used to have a, um, a Chrysler Sebring and it was black and it was a drop top. And she was so sexy as a car, as far as cars are concerned. Ooh, she was a pretty car and she raced. Oh, she just purred like a kitten when I raced her down the road. So. I would love to do that like at midnight when no one's on the road, certain lonely roads. <laughs> and I would, get in tr- I would get in trouble quite often. So it's literally just as well that I don't even own a car now. <laughs> That's one big reason. But justice, that can mean anything from speeding ticket to court cases to court hearing to... It can mean anything. It can mean divorce, but... Usually it means just basic BS, you know, like inheritance or, you know, or having to go against, like if someone has a will out and they died and you should have been named and you weren't and you're like the legal heir, you know, those kinds of court cases. Um, Sometimes bankruptcy is represented by justice, but any kind of and you have to look at all the other cards in the reading to see, to kind of figure it out. So if it's like, if you get the justice card in a reading a lot with a lot of the negative pentacles cards, where it looks like destitution and poverty, that might mean a bankruptcy or a divorce, um, where someone is losing the money, you know, but if it's the justice card surrounded by positive pentacles, that could mean that the person is going to win a court case and they're going forward in their life in a way that um, is positive financially for them. So it, it doesn't always mean one specific thing. It, you have to look at all the cards in the reading and kind of discern the meaning plus using your intuition and also looking at the person. You know, if the person's before you and like right in front of you, you can kind of tell by the way that they look, the way that they're dressed. You know, if they don't have any confidence in the court case, and their clothes are all wrinkled and crumpled and their hair is kind of dirty and like maybe they have smudges on their glasses, you know, be like a Mormon and look at their shoes. I don't know. Um, you could tell like, you know, a, a situation someone's in based on the way they dress, even in the moment, you know, they could be wearing like a $500 shirt, but if it's all wrinkled and not even buttoned correctly, maybe they um, are in the process of a really gnarly court case. You know what I mean? You know, but again, just with all of the cards, it's just take everything with a grain of salt. You can kind of tell, usually when I read tarot, I tell people's current, present moment, what's going on. If I see a flash of the future, I'll say it. I don't usually use the tarot to divine too much. I don't try to divine all of the whole future because everything is fluid. And when I've divined future for people in the past, they have turned on me and decided to go against the advice I gave them and then come back at me later because they were mad at themselves for not going to, you know, how come you told me that? I would have met that man if uh, you had told me, if you didn't tell me. But then you told me, then I got self-conscious. Then it's like, oh my God, you wanted to know. You asked me. 
usually I see the past and I see the present and then I get glimpses of the future, but it's never written in stone and you got to be careful when you give a reading, but we're going to go over that when I do get to the reading part, you know, so the next card we're going to go over next Tuesday for Terror Tuesday is the Hanged Man. Very, very cool. This is one of my most favorite ones, to be honest. So the hanged man and then death and then temperance and the devil card. (laughs) That's a super fun one. I love that. All right. Well, I don't know, guys. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Thank you for being my listener. Thank you for joining in the funness of the show each and every night um except the times i don't have internet (laughs) which is only the once like a few days ago but i did make up for it didn't i I did i did do two shows the very next day (laughs) so right now i'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace chances are you've heard of cbd oil But maybe you're a little afraid it might make you a little high or super drowsy. Possibly you're not going to pass mandatory drug testing at work. Am I right? Well, I found an amazing company. I'm including the link in this episode's description. Okay. This is derived from only the hemp plant. It does not contain THC, which is the factor in marijuana that makes you high. This CBD oil has been known to reverse aging, help you through weight loss issues. You will literally lose weight on our products if you want. Also reverses hair loss. It also helps you with things like insomnia, anxiety, pain in your muscles and joints and it gives you benefits throughout your body with its high quality antioxidants we even have a vape would you like to try the blueberry cheesecake (laughs) i know i would i mean there's so much danger with vaping these days but not when it is only cbd oil That's right. You could vape not only anytime you want, because it's not going to make you high, but it's also going to be healthy for you. How's that? Pretty cool, right? Well, go ahead and look in my episode description for my link. And, well, start using your CBD oil today. If you're interested in the business end of it, It's absolutely free to join. It's absolutely free every month, actually. I have never seen a business like this in all my life. So you can start 
well, using your CBD oil and you can start a brand new side hustle for yourself. Hey, (laughs) as in Hey Yoka Shaman approves of this message. I love you guys and well, here's to your health.